Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple seconds and relax. Let your soul just fall into your spirit. Become one spirit, soul, and body. Just let God do what he wants to do. Remember, your soul is coming home to your spirit. It's returning to the relationship God created it to have, your soul and spirit, spirit, soul, and body. Now your soul is going to struggle with it. Be patient. God is working on your soul. You don't have to. You pay attention to God. God will take care of everything else. We always come to to God with uh, an attitude of gratitude and appreciation. Remind ourselves how much he loves us. That the big reason God wants us to be whole and complete, spirit, soul, and body, one, is so that he can pour out his love to us, through us, and for us. His his love is so powerful it would blow us apart. So we wait until he makes us able to receive unconditionally everything he wants to give us unconditionally. Regardless of what you think is going on, you are being changed. A lot of times we don't realize it. And then maybe a circumstance will arise where normally we would act a certain way or something that someone said would bother us, and we realize, no, it's not there anymore. Something's changed. Well, that's God. And he, he has a plan and a strategy. So we can just let him do his thing. He never slumbers or sleeps or he never goes on pause He's working all the time in you, for you. Be patient with him and be patient with yourself. So we've been talking about supernatural experiences. I just want to address a couple questions. One of them is about, we've been talking about two different general ways that supernatural experiences occur. One of them is when the supernatural becomes apparent 
to our natural senses. But there's also where God takes us into the supernatural where we start to see with our solical senses. And the question is about do we experience those can they be simultaneous is it one or the other do you have to do something different to experience one or the other those are all great questions fortunately the answer is god does what he wants to do and he is because our senses are all under the control of our spirit how you perceive something today might not be the way you perceive it tomorrow or next week or next month. You may become very familiar and comfortable seeing supernatural manifestations with your natural senses to the point where you don't want to go beyond Odds are God's going to slip something in to to give you a hunger and thirst to begin to perceive from the supernatural realm. Now again, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in this body, and your body is where your natural senses are. The more your spirit, soul, and body become one the harder it will be to differentiate between spiritual supernatural or solical and your natural senses it will all become one and that's the way God created us It's a challenge, and we want to understand and, and, and look into this because now we're in the learning curve. And that learning curve raises these questions, and that's great because one of the things God does want us to do is ask him and share our experiences and encourage one another. But there is no exact path that this is this is step one, this is step two, even when we're we're actually going to go into here's step one and step two about other things. But really it's just to get us started. When we first learn to drive a car, whether it was mental or on paper, we had a checklist. That everything you, you, you adjust the the mirror, you put your seatbelt on, you make sure the doors are locked, you you have, you know, you adjust your seat, whatever. You go through a series of things to get ready to do. Purpose of the car is, is to go somewhere. But after you've been driving a while, you don't think about the process. For most of us, we've already got the seat where we want it and the mirror where we want it. 
And a lot of times we'll drive from point A to point B and not even remember doing it because we're so used to doing it, it's automatic. And that's kind of how it is in learning to perceive things from different perspectives is it seems like we have to work at it and it seems like it's a challenge and we follow steps. We ask the Lord what's going on. We, we wait a certain time. We, we express appreciation. We put ourselves in a calm and peaceful mindset. But over time, it becomes so automatic that we, again, what's our goal? To live and move and have our being in the spirit, as a spirit being, in the spirit. That doesn't mean your soul isn't engaged. It doesn't mean your your body, your natural senses aren't engaged. But they're all engaged in and through your spirit. So we start with where we're at. God may skip you right to having supernatural experiences where your supernatural senses are used, where you are taken out of this earthly realm and perceive with your supernatural senses. And that's fine. Then you may have to then come back, shall we say, and learn how to use your natural senses to look into the supernatural realm. And that may come much later than you expect. The point being that it all will become one. It's not that they are not necessarily interchangeable or that we need to figure out, okay, is this, how am I supposed to perceive that? It's all meant to be one. So however you get there, however you experience it, is how you're meant to experience it. We don't want to overanalyze. We want to enjoy the process and be talking to the Lord. Lord, what's going on here? And begin to be observant and be objective. We don't want to be thinking, oh, was that the Lord? You know, oh, what was that? We ask, Lord, was that you? And we'll be getting into some examples where you just check. You know, you you take what is happening, what you're experiencing at face value, and you see if it's from God or not. One of the things that this does is it prevents fear and anxiety and any kind of separation from God. Remember, he is your teacher, your guidance counselor, and your coach. So he's there for you, and he will also let you know how you're doing as you go. Our purpose, in a lot of ways, is to just give you tips and tricks through the process, like we talk a lot about writing things down and asking the Lord, 
for specific things. If there's something on your heart that you want to experience, a lot of people want to see angels, for instance, great, write it down. You can even ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything I need to change or do in order to perceive angels? And, of course, we start, Lord, this is a desire on my heart. Is that desire from you? Is that something you want me to be seeking now? Now, one thing to remember, angels are always around you. Demons are always around you. Just like germs are always around you. And antibodies are in your body to protect you from those germs. The Lord will let you know what you need to know. And he will teach you along the way. And your way is going to be different than others. So I hope that helps. That it's not one or the other. It's all going to end up at the same place. So whatever experience you have, go with it. Now, if you want to be clinical about it, go ahead and just take notes. You know, okay, I I had this experience. This is what I, I saw these things with my natural eyes. I smelled these things with my nose. But with that, I also perceived something Colors that I've never seen before. And I know they weren't there with my natural eyes. Document everything. And then ask the Lord, is that accurate? Am I seeing, perceiving accurately? And let him give you feedback. This is how we learn. And kind of hate to say it, but these are things we should have learned a long time ago. These are basics. Because you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And as Christians, we don't want to be ignorant of the enemy, but we don't want to be ignorant of our friends either. How the Lord works, how the supernatural realm works, how we, how amazing We are, our soul, our body, and, of course, our spirit. I think in a lot of ways God has to clear away a lot of our misconceptions about ourselves before he can start showing us who we are, spiritually speaking. And he does that in the process of stretching us into the supernatural realm. So another question that was really good was is just in general, do we need to study this in order to experience it? And of course the answer is no. If there's a desire on your heart and you just want to wait on him, that's all you need to do. Now God knows how much time you have. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. But some people have more unclaimed time than others, and God knows that. So what he does for those who who don't have as much unclaimed time 
is he expands it. So if you give him 10 minutes, he turns it into three hours. This is why we go back to him and and ask him, Lord, this is what I can fit in. Is this okay? Now a lot of, and he'll say okay. And what will start to happen is he will start putting his finger on commitments, or time wasters, or other opportunities that are standing in the way of you spending even more time with him. And out of everything we've talked about, about writing things down and seeking him, is simply being with him, making yourself available. Again, think of, think of it in terms of getting a suntan. How do we do that? We go out and lay quietly in the sun. We prepare. There's things we do. We set aside some time. We figure out the best time to do it. We have special a special place and a special clothing, but then we just don't do anything. And we accept that we're getting a suntan based on past experience because we feel change, we feel the heat. But we don't do anything. It is done to us. And it's um, and there's many other examples, but think of those in terms of and let God share with you what has meaning for you. But simply do what you are. Be the real you. And a lot of us don't know what that is. But that's part of the process. And again, God's doing many things at the same time. Now, for instance, he may call you to sit with him, to spend more time with him when you're going through a real crisis and need healing or need guidance and you think that's what you should be talking to him about. Well, he knows what you need. He knows you need that healing. He knows you need the guidance. The fastest way to anything, any answer, any change, is spending more time with him. But you don't need to do this a certain way. You don't have to have information you don't need to have understanding you don't need to know what direction you're going in or you don't even need to know what's on your heart like we say you know god gives us the desires of our heart say you just have a general desire that yeah it would be cool to know what's going on in the supernatural realm or to have a supernatural experience but you don't really have a desire for something in particular that's fine. Lord, I'm open. Whatever you want for me, I want. Wherever you're at is perfectly fine. And he may or may not point you in a direction. Instead, you may find yourself having an experience 
or he may reveal to you that last year such and such happened and you all of a sudden realize, oh, that was a supernatural experience. That God, that was God bringing the supernatural realm into the natural. God moves however he wants. He makes himself known however he wants. And he knows exactly what you need. He made that need. And he made that need to be fulfilled only by himself. Okay? So you don't have to have... This is not a knowledge-based relationship. We don't enjoy God and have a relationship with him based on an anointing or a gift or worship or scriptural understanding or reading the right book or attending the right conference or somebody laying hands on us. Now, we're not anti any of those things, but we're not dependent on any of those things. Those are all tools God may or may not use, but they're not God. If you were on a desert island all alone, God would make himself known to you just as clearly as if you were in the middle of being prayed prayed with at a conference. It doesn't matter. God doesn't change, and basically, your spirit doesn't change. Our soul and our body are changing, but your spirit, who you truly are, is not changing. It's eternal now. You have everything you need for life and godliness now in your spirit. So be encouraged. Wherever you're at is exactly where you need to be. Enjoy this process. That's one of the things, if you're feeling anxious, that's a good sign that you're trying to do something yourself. You're trying to hurry something or fix something or make God do something or make yourself do something. Don't strain or stress. Just let God do his thing. Now, there's plenty of work involved in this. But the work is in waiting. When God puts his finger on this, that, or the other thing, a lifestyle change, for instance, you need to give up your commitment over here. It's work to say okay. It's work to then commit that time to him. Because he does want to teach us the value of work. We think if it's from God, it should be easy. And I think in a lot of respects, at first, it is. But we don't value what costs us nothing. And God wants to be valued. It will cost you something. Relationship with him costs us 
control over our own lives. It's worth it, but there is a price to be paid. And it's through this process that he gives us a taste so that we're willing to pay that price. And that price is going to be different for each one of us. And it's going to be a lifelong. We're, we're on a payment schedule. Not This is not about salvation. But we don't know, you don't know, what your tomorrow brings. He does. And he is committed to having you ready. But part of that being ready is not shirking from work, from effort, from trial and error, from learning on his terms, from him. So we've been talking about the supernatural experiences, how they are manifest to our natural senses. And we started out talking about sight, what we see. Again, we're not trying to establish a standard that if you're experiencing this, then you're, it's from God. Or if you don't experience these things, you're missing him. No. Everything you ask the Lord is this from you. And now part of that is just going to start coming without even saying the words. You'll just be turning to him. You'll be looking at him and perceiving him because you haven't turned away. You'll be fully aware of his presence. So it's not something you have to turn to him. But what you'll find is a lot of these, especially when they're new, is we get distracted by them, and we do want to observe, and that's perfectly fine. But what that has a tendency to do is distract us from God. And that's one of the things we're going to learn in our next little series here, is that the purpose of these manifestations is not to draw our attention to the manifestations, but to get our attention to him, away from other things. And then, of course, to teach us how our soul and natural senses actually work. So we've started talking about the Lord himself appearing or something even catching your eye. Like through your peripheral vision, or above, or below, or, or at a distance, a distance, and you just don't even know what that was. But Lord, was that you? Lord, were you trying to get my attention? Now, for me, again, this this happens a lot when I see something in my rearview mirror while driving. This happens to me fairly frequently, and I just, Lord, what's going on? Okay, Lord, you've got my attention. What's up? And you can talk to him like that. Be yourself. You know, he knows who you are. He knows where you live. 
He knows what you're worried about. He knows what you want to talk to him about, what you want to hear from him. But using your natural senses may also involve visions and dreams and trances. And these cover a wide array of ways the Lord communicates to us. And we'll go into these more specifically later. Unusual or multicolored or flashing lights. This is, again, something that I experience on a regular basis is the Lord wakens me with flashing blue lights like a police car, except the lights are only in my room. And I will get out of bed and I'll go look, see if there's anything going on outside. And there's nothing going on in the street and I'll come back and there'll be a blue light flashing in my room. And also for angelic appearances. For me, these appear most often when I am weary physically and need encouragement. Also, demonic manifestations, again, perceivable by our natural vision. I've uh, talked about the story before about when I was concerned that I was afraid of experiencing demonics and the Lord just slipped this in on me and dealt with the the fear without me even knowing about it. A demon of bronchitis manifested itself as a lizard-like creature while I was trying to work and I noticed it at the other side of the room and it simply disappeared under a door. Though there wasn't enough room between the the bottom of the door and the floor. It couldn't have fit, but it did. And I researched and checked with God and checked with a couple other people I trusted, and that's what we, you know, the Lord told us was that it was a demon of bronchitis. We found out a lot of people were getting that same bronchitis, and we dealt with it as a group, and it was helpful for, for all. But that's how the Lord snuck in a big dealing with a big issue I had without me even knowing about it. I had told him, Lord, this is an area I feel you're wanting to take me into, but you're going to have to deal with this because I'm afraid. And he did. And he'll do the same for you. So if you've got any questions or feedback, drop me a line at diane at org. Otherwise, I'll see you again this same time or approximately next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.